Part 3 of an exclusive interview with Brad Wright and Robert Cooper on GateWorld.net. Why does not go off world anymore? And obviously there are budgetary issues. Why are so many trees? It's not uh, four people going through the gate to discover a new planet. Is, is the season nine, this new formula, the new, the new team members, does that sort of reintroduce that? They're every single episode but one. Well, not even now. No. I mean, every single episode in the first half of season nine includes off world. There's there is one, what you would call, Earth-based episode. And I think that will feel like, you know, ooh, cool, we're on Earth. <laughs> once, you know? Well, it's got a twist to it, though, that, that, yeah. that makes it not seem uh, like there's a real alien quality to it. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and Atlantis, uh, uh, we, we visited Earth, we visited Earth very briefly. Uh, and we were back out. One of the things we did in response to that criticism, which to a certain extent, you know, was money and, and, and then, you know, on another level was dealing with the fact that Richard Dean Anderson was a star and was the general and we had to tell stories revolving around him and the base. But, um, you know, we said, as we started spinning stories, I mean, we've kind of run out of locations to shoot uh, in. Um, they're going away. I mean, even the trees are going the away. The city is growing to the extent that we have a hard time finding shots that don't include telephone poles and new developments going on. And so we said, you know, how do we do this? How do we how do we go to alien planets? Uh, and and then economically, uh, we realized, you know, through past experience that building a big set and, and amortizing it properly over a certain number of episodes allows us to save location and, and transportation costs shoot on the lot, but at the same time be on an alien planet and also control the environment much much more easily. So we added two large sun stages to our standard sites. To our to our we built an enormous village set and a and a cave, which are all going to play, you know, in multiple episodes as different locations and you know. And the, the, the cave is really uh, it, 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 you won't recognize it as a cave sometimes, but uh, certainly in Avalon, it, 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 it's a cave, and and, uh, and, it, and and Runner and Atlantis, it's sort of a grotto. It's got a grotto quality, and uh, the village is, is large enough that we're going to be able to shoot it in nooks and crannies on multiple episodes of both series, and you won't recognize it's the same village. Um, and we 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 because. We rarely do. I mean, we always get pit stories that the team finds a village in the village. <laughs> they look around for a village, guys. There aren't, there aren't very many villages that, uh, and we, we built uh, in, uh, an episode of season three, I think, called Demons. We took stage one of Marco and, and, and built the interior, the inside of the town. And then we pressed that and into, that became multiple, multiple sets. Red Sky and, you know, we had that. It became the underground city in 2001 that was buried. Um, so, so we we purposely decided let's build a village and, and, and make it purpose built so that we can convert it and, and redo it and, and have enough elements to it so that we can even turn exterior rooms into interior rooms. And, 
And it's a giant, basically, it's a giant Lego set. And uh, we can move the pieces around. Uh, inspired to a certain degree by what we've been able to do with our Atlantis season uh, standing set. And uh, the Atlantis sets have also doubled in size because that's allowed us to take more space out of our other, what we call the blank set, which was a set we got from the blank But we've, we've significantly increased our, our sets uh, which uh, and studio space. I, I wrote a I wrote a bit of a rant in the uh, in the uh, was it the companion of season five and six or something. Uh, even if we uh, it was even if we could go off world every time, even if we wanted to, and even if we had the money, there was also a limited amount of personal resources in doing it, uh, and. Uh, because we didn't have the stage space, and and, uh, and now that we have standing set spaceships, we have uh, standing set cargo ships. I mean, we've just, after so many years, built up so many things that were purpose-built for one or two episodes, and now just become part of our set repertoire. We can do more. Having said that, I don't apologize at all, one bit, for some of the Earth storylines that we've done. I love them. I think that the you know global intrigue. Uh, political side to the Stargate program is one of the things that makes it so cool. It's yeah. happening right now. How do these things change our world? How can you do a show about eight years and going to other planets without seeing the effect of that on Earth and the world? I mean, you know, politics. In yeah. fact, it's that's something that we fully intend to explore more in, in, in season 14 and 15. I, I love it. And, uh, and, you know, we are going to continue to do that. And I don't care what people say about that. It's, it's one of the most interesting aspects of the show. It's happening right now, and, mm -hmm. and these are real people who live on the planet Earth, and seeing how that plays out, you know, we're going to we're gonna do a big storyline where, um, where, you know, an alien, an alien plague gets out on Earth, but has, you know, not just, isn't just contained in sort of Genuine, genuine pandemic repercussions on Earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, they're, they're, the 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 fun of doing Lost City in season seven, and 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 playing, especially since the casting we were able to get, playing uh, the president going, you have got to be kidding. <laughs> when he see when he hears about Anubis and and <laughs> and you know. To me, that dynamic is so much fun because it, 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 that's to me the way it would be. What, what if, what if, what if Stargate really existed, and you know, you had an episode of The West Wing where you know President Bartlett had to deal with something going wrong with the Stargate program? I mean, that that's fun. Mm -hmm. So, can we see William Devane again this year? Uh, actually, uh, we don't know. Um, it's possible. Still on twenty he apparently had a great time doing the show and about to come back and we'd love to have him back and he's gonna figure that out. We're trying, right? At the moment we're we're trying to work out how to get uh, how to make it work so that General Jumper can be on the show again. That's uh, that that may happen in some yeah. time. And about uh, Rick. Like the season finale We asked him and I think as a favor to us, uh, we asked him to, for the lack of a better word, endorse the series without him. By, by appearing in it, so that it seems as though his, his leaving is, is just, just that. His, uh, and, and by the way, his character is very much alive, 
um, in, in, off screen. <laughs> We've got, I wrote a scene in, in Beachhead uh, where, uh, where on the other end of the phone, uh, he kind of plays a joke on, on, uh, on General Landry and, and uh, it's, it's basically, you know, what he's talking about that's very funny, Jack. He hangs up the phone. Well, that's the thing is, it's more than just having him alive in the in the in the series. He's still O'Neill. He's still kind of doing O'Neill things from his office in Washington to the people on the base. You know, putting them in situations that they don't expect, not telling them key pieces of information that they should know, things like that. Yeah, and 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 um, and the uh, Avalon, he uh, Landry said it's one of my favorite lines. Is is it Avalon or yeah? He didn't open the damn drawer of his office uh, yeah. of his desk the entire time. He, he, he didn't have keys to the desk. He's <laughs> and, and he's like, I asked him for a week, and he finally admitted he got, you know he didn't have one. The man never <laughs> opened a drawer the entire time. He was here. <laughs> this is very mm -hmm. But I mean, that's you're talking six new and between the two series, and we sort of think of them as one two-hour block of television because that's how we have to think of it. And uh, and that's a lot of new blood, six six uh, new actors. Uh, but uh, it's great, it's great. And and uh, and uh, you will see uh, a shinier SG1 certainly. With uh, yeah, I think that um, a little bit of the self-referential, you know, humor and and the feeling that maybe we, the writers, weren't taking things as seriously as the fans did is gone. I mean, it certainly, there's a, there's a little more of a straighter take to season nine, um, if that makes any sense. It's a little more straightforward, hardcore Stargate, like it used to be, where um, we're not mocking what's going on in the show. If only because it became difficult when Jack and Sam and Daniel were in the midst of saving the Earth for time number 73. Mm -hmm. It became difficult for them not to at least acknowledge, oh, this is for my Earth. Whereas with, that, with the new blood, it's a different story. It's, it's wow, this is my first time saving the Earth. This is going to be great. And, and, and in fact, uh, ben has been playing that energy uh, because Robert wrote a great deal of enthusiasm in for the character, and and, and uh, one of his early questions is why am I so enthusiastic? And, and, and the short answer was well because 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 he was, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it showed it showed in the work and it shows now in best performance. It's got to help because Ben, he's told me himself, is a genuine fan of the show. So he is now. He is now. He's become one. Yeah. That's that's got to feel the that the enthusiasm has got to come through the screen. Yeah. Uh, you know, so are we. I mean, somebody uh, we were explaining to uh, a new executive who's uh, uh, at NGM. Uh, we like the show. We're proud of the show. What, that, why, there's no other reason. Well, there's I guess there's lots of reasons, but it's one of the main reasons we're still here. We have been in these bloody offices a long time. That's fairly unusual in television. And it's because we've been able to keep ourselves creatively simulated. And, and, and in this next year, uh, and last year too with Atlantis, but this year as well with uh, SG1 season 9. I, 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 um, I understand when 
you know, a certain segment of the audience goes, oh, they're just cynical writers who are cashing their paycheck and, and uh, you know, churning out cliches and, you know, the same old crap just so they can go home early, that type of thing. I understand them saying that, but I, am also, I also resent it because it's not true. We, uh, you know, we do uh, try 100% all the time. It's not as though we are just, you know, Slacking off. Well, you know what a really good example is for a producer, one of the hardest things to have to do, especially in season one of a new series, is, is a clip show. Mm -hmm. And we were both determined to come up with two of the best damn shells for a clip show we could come up with. And I think Citizen Joe and Lettuce and Pegasus are great episodes. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Citizen Joe is a little cynical, but... But uh, uh, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Well, it's it's that you know we do sit here and truly enjoy watching the show. We know that there are times. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you. I'm not sure how much more time you guys Just have. A couple minutes. Okay, okay. great. And then we'll take a There's there's times where yes, we know we haven't been as successful as we wanted to be, either through our own feelings or the or the trappings of production, but doesn't mean we don't sit here on a daily basis and kind of, you know, we are jazzed by doing the show and by seeing it, we're energized by it, and not just about cashing a paycheck. You know, I know. We love it. We're here by 11 every day and stay till way past lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, I'm kidding, obviously. Uh, no, but seriously, we don't have to keep <laughs> Way back in the days when we were doing one show that was possible every now and then by, by August, but... Uh, we're at the stage now uh, in terms of generating script material that if this were one season, we'd be almost done that. So, yeah, wow. Incredible. Well, you guys have a lot to be proud of. We're, we, we're still doing this because we love it. We show love so it. Much. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> it's terrific. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, we're really hoping, uh, believing that if we as excited as we are about everything that's happening. My, my, uh, my gut instincts on these things have been, and yours too, have been uh, generally on the conservative side of success. I mean, when we did Atlantis, we thought, gee, this is pretty good. It, it, should, it should do pretty well, huh? And Robert, uh, having more faith than I did, I guess, uh, uh, God bless him, went and bought a bottle of champagne and, and I almost had a tear in my eye when he pulled it out because because it, it showed a... I, was, I predicted in the, in the uh, spring when we were all sitting around with the Penn Cullens as the president of television, we were sort of having that kind of dangerous conversation about predicting what the ratings were going to be and uh -huh. nobody of course wanted to jinx it and what would we, what would make us happy and I think we looked at what some of the mini series had done and what the highest ratings of SG1 and everybody was saying that they thought, you know, anything over a two five would be a home run, that they would be really, you know, satisfied and happy with that and that, that would be a good start and that maybe it would build from there. And I said, because really? I'm just not going to be happy with anything less than a three. I, I, I said that you know I was the only one who who would dare to use a three number uh -huh. and uh, and uh, when it came in it was first the first overnights that we heard were three seven which oh was my gosh 
they know. We well, need to go down, down or could go up from there. That means in the major market set is what it did. Yeah, right. You know, Which the, ten, is the 10 largest cities. And uh, and then we heard, you know, the, about an hour later, we got the YouTube number, which is what it finally ended up there. So that's when I that's when I opened the champagne. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna crack it till I really and, and, and it doesn't pour it over grand. And the uh, no, I did, you tried to, but I caught it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, the uh, the the fact that uh, that is a huge number considering sci-fi. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't mean to diminish who they are as a network, but. Uh, who they become as a network, and 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 I don't have to say this because they're saying it is uh, enough on their own. It's largely because of us. They are now a top ten cable network mm -hmm. because of Stargate, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, because of both the gates, as they call them. They call them the gates. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but um, uh, we're uh, almost. I think I don't know if it's still the case, but at one point for most of last year. Represented well over 24 percent, over 20 percent, over 20 percent of the primetime air. Mm. So uh, that's pretty unusual. <laughs> yeah. Gateworld.net, your complete guide to Stargate. Wormhole disengaged.